0: Working, actually, stashed. Actually, attending a giveaway. Uh, how much do we love? And an update on the summer alone. Actually, so you guys, this is going to be a fairly um, short segment this time because I have been pretty monogamous about my knitting this last couple of weeks. So I had decided um, a couple of weeks ago to break back out the fine jacket, Severe Valimaki pattern from Color Wheel Knits, which I reviewed um, a while back. It's available from Cooperative Press. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a beautiful book and I wanted to knit everything in it. But most of all, I wanted to knit this sweater called Fine Jacket. It's a super cute worsted weight cardigan. And the color in the book, it's in the, so the color, the book is organized by color. And this is in the greens section. And the yarn that it's in 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 the book and in all the photos is this beautiful, Chartreuse green, and I had some Madeleine Tosh merino worsted um, in a colorway called Grasshopper in my stash from last summer's Sweater Club that I did with them, and it's it's almost an identical match. It's really just like the perfect green for this sweater, and I decided that I wanted to pull it out. It's very interesting construction. I thought it would be a really fun sweater for Rhinebeck, and I thought it would be a really fun project to try to tackle for Ravelinix. So um, I dusted this off. Um, I had done really just an inch or two of the collar. There's quite a bit of short row shaping in this particular sweater. So it's got a really cute garter stitch collar that comes down and then there are garter stitch button bands. The one is basically a static length and the other you work short rows and so it's wider and also Um, even just laying here without the buttons, it ruffles. So it's really cute. There's short row shaping on the one lapel. And, um, I'm super happy with how it turned out. I made kind of a giant mistake. So I, um, started this sweater and I was cruising along on the yoke of the sweater. And I got to a point where I I did look ahead, which was good because it talked about the stitch count at which you would stop, um, doing increases and then just do short row shaping and for whatever reason i just didn't i just didn't believe it Uh, part of the problem i think and maybe my math was off but it talked about one stitch count on the one lapel and another stitch count on the other lapel and i did not get to those stitch counts at the same time so then i thought well let me just keep working on the wider one until it gets to be the size of the shorter one and let's see how that goes the answer was that did not go well (laughs) and then I could tell that it was just getting like huge plus there was a point later in the pattern where I could tell where there was a stitch count to say okay you should have this many for the sleeves and this many for the body and my math was way off so I spent the opening ceremonies of the Olympics uh, ripping out a lot of this sweater I had to rip it out pretty carefully because I didn't want to lose any of my stitch markers on the yoke but it, it turned out fine it turned out okay Um, it's really like flying off my needles. I did have some extra knitting time, um, this past week we we have been watching a lot of Olympics and so there's some TV knitting time at night and then also, uh, the kids were at camp last week which probably meant more knitting time in general and, um, I drove them up by myself to drop them off at camp but when we went up to pick them up my husband drove both directions which meant a lot of time to knit in the car. So... I actually have the whole body of the sweater um, finished, and I'm working on the first sleeve. So I'm pretty excited. I feel like the sleeves should move pretty quickly. They're not they're not long, long sleeves. They're, um, I wouldn't call them three quarter either, but I feel like they're like above the wrist length sleeves. So I think that the sleeves are gonna come together pretty quickly, and I'm really excited about the sweater. I ordered some buttons um, from Knit Picks that I think are really pretty. I also have some silver buttons that I can't put my hands on right now that I want to, I want to try a couple different buttons with it. And I do think that it's a nice enough sweater that I may go and do the whole Grain ribbon on the back of the button band, um, and do all of that. So we'll see, um see how much finishing I want to get into. It's a wide button band, even on the static side, the side that will have the buttons. Um, so I want to see if I find a, a ribbon that I like that I think will work, because it may be that it would have to be a, a thick ribbon for it to look decent. So button placement will probably take me a little bit of time and, and fiddling, but for now it's still a million million degrees here, and I want to wear it to back but I, I won't be able to wear it here for a while yet, so I've got some time to figure out button placement and button treatment and button choice, but anyways, this is really mostly what's been on my needles lately, um, it's been a lot of fun to knit, um, and so I've been sticking with it, so now I'm, of course now I'm feeling like I'm, I'm in the home stretch, I really do think I'll finish it during Ravelinx Um, and my mind is starting to wander to the next (laughs) set of projects that I want to pick up, but that's okay. Um, and so I'll talk more about those. I am posting, um, pictures in progress and stuff in the Team Sasquatch group on, um, about Rev Linux. So that is a group that is made up of lots of different podcasters, um, and you can follow along people's progress there. So I haven't been Posting really in the main group, I don't think. And this was, I think there's a category for work in progress. I think it's called whips wrestling um, for works in progress. So that's where I've been posting my Ravelinic stuff. And um, we really have been enjoying the Olympics. I think it's been fun. Last time when they were in London, we were on vacation um, at the beach. And so we did not watch that much of the last of the Olympics. But we've been having a good time watching it this year. So I hope you guys are too actually stashed. So I think that this will be a much longer segment um, this time because I did a bunch of fun little things uh, over the last couple of weeks that I wanted to tell you guys about. The first one is while I was picking the boys up at camp um, on Friday, my local yarn shop, the Longmont Yarn Shop, did a yarn tasting with the Fiber Company and I had to miss it. um, And I was kind of bummed. So, I emailed Gail, who owns the Longmont Yarn Shop, and I asked her if she would just, if I could just buy the tastes and if she would just um, hold them for me so I could pick them up after camp, even though I couldn't go to the tasting. And thankfully, she did because she's awesome. And so, I have all these cool little tastes from the fiber company. Um, This is not a yarn that I was familiar with before but there are some really great different um, blends of yarns and different fibers and contents in these yarns. I believe that um, at Longmont Yarn Shop, she is planning to carry the Road to China yarns. So Road to China Lace. This is alpaca, silk, camel, and cashmere. And it's really nice. The one that I got is a beautiful green. And then Road to China Light. So same blend, 65% baby alpaca, 15% silk, 10% camel, and 10% cashmere. Um, So there's, she'll have a lace and a fingering. They did have a little trunk show. So when when I went in on Saturday to pick up my yarn, um, there was a trunk show that was mostly these couple of things. Um, A lot of it was the lace held double. Like there was a featherweight cardigan. It might have actually been in the exact same color as my sample here. It was kind of a greenish. And that was um, really, really pretty. There's a color. So unfortunately, the tasters don't have the colorway names on them. But I got two tastes. One is Meadow, which is 40% merino, 25% baby llama to linen. And the other one is Tundra, which is 60% baby alpaca, 30% merino, and 10% silk. Um, and this feels like a worsted, heavy worsted, maybe even, um, where Meadow, I think, is a lace weight. Um, but this pink, it's this gorgeous dark pink. So there's really beautiful colors. They gave a little, um, piece of paper. It all came in a cute little bag, and they gave us a little piece of paper with all of the, um, different things, and so that you could sort of just knit one large swatch, and it kind of told you what size needles to use, but they're pretty generous tastes, frankly. Um, and so I think I'm gonna find, try to find just little itty bitty things to do with them. One thing I'm thinking about doing for Christmas is little earbud holders, which is what I did with some of the Knit samples last time. And I liked that, and I thought my nieces and nephews might enjoy that with little earbuds inside them. So I think some of these, that might be what I decide to do. But they're really interesting. So I'm looking at this one, it's called Cumbria. And it's a 90% wool, 10% mohair, very nice blend. Um, The canopy fingering is 50% baby alpaca, 30% merino, 20% viscose. And then that one also comes in a worsted. So I have that one in a worsted and a fingering. Um, And then there's a really pretty one here that's called Knight's Bridge, very soft. And that's 65% baby llama, 25% merino, 10% silk. So they're all wrapped up on these cute little cards. I put a picture on Instagram. I'll put a picture in the show notes too so that you guys can take a look at at what these look like. But I think that they do this pretty often. Um, Like I think you can buy kind of a tasting kit from them. And it's all in these cute little cards. um, And it all came in a cute little bag. So I'm very excited, even though I missed fun on Friday that I I am going to get to taste all of these different yarns. So that was the first thing that I was really pretty excited about. Um, and the second was I picked up a couple of beautiful skeins of yarn at an art show that my husband and I went to last night. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but let's talk about the yarn. Um, so the first skein of yarn that I bought last night is from Knit Stitch Yarns. And Melanie is um, a friend of the podcast. She is a sponsor for the Summer Superlatives Knit Along. And so I have a beautiful set. I have them sitting here next to me. A beautiful set of her minis. Um, And actually, she has donated two sets of minis for you guys for the knit along. And so this is her um, sock weight yarn. It's 75% merino and 25% nylon. And it's basically six minis in a perfect rainbow of colors. And um, it's 660 yards of minis, you guys. So it's really, really generous yardage. And so thank you, Melanie, for that. So Melanie was at this art show last night. Um, and I picked up my own skein of her sock weight, same blend. And I actually think it might be the same exact yellow is what's in the set, and I would call it very much a grello. So it's a fingering weight yarn, and there are bits of gray, and there are bits where it's kind of just natural, and then there's this beautiful bright yellow, and the name of the colorway is Man in the Yellow Hat, which I thought was darling. So I picked up a skein of this. I'm going to pair this with some Madelintosh um, Twist Light that I have from a... Previous Sweater Club shipment as well. I have knit my Breathing Space Pullover by Vera Vallimaki with that gray as the main gray. And I have two skeins of it left over. And I have been really loving looking at two-color shawl patterns. So the pattern that I think I'm going to cast on with this yarn is called the Atiru shawl. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I will link it in the... Show notes And so this is from um, Aroha Knits. She's got a lot of beautiful patterns. And her sample is actually knit in a yellow and gray. And it's really pretty. So I'm going to use this variegated grello and alternate it with gray. And I think that's going to be gorgeous. I am all about, I have three different ones um, that I think I'm going to do some two-color shawls with. So the next thing, Sherry from People Who Fields was also at this um, art show last night so Sherry is one of our knit vendors this time and I had ordered some yarn from her from Etsy a couple of weeks ago in a beautiful pink colorway called Sangria and I hadn't really decided what to do and then I'm kind of fixated on this whole idea of these two color shawls I couldn't find the right thing in my stash to match it so I kind of went into this last night thinking okay well I'll I'll stop by her booth and I'll pick out something to pair with it. And I, I don't know, as I always do, I was kind of like leaning towards just buying a beautiful gray and maybe I would just pair it with like a charcoal. She has a color, I think it was called ink. Nope, chalkboard. Chalkboard is what it was called. Um, And she and I stood in the booth for a really long time and looked at different yarns with it together, which is like my new favorite thing to do. And I decided on a colorway that's called Nevermore, and it's a beautiful purple. So Sangria is this pink, and then Nevermore is a purple. And this one, I'm thinking about doing a color affection. So that's a Vera Valimaki pattern. That one's been around forever. Um, lots of people have knit that one. Um, but I feel like it would, the way that these two colors look together it would really suit that pattern very well. So that's what I'm thinking for that one. This one may end up being a present for my mom, too. I haven't decided if, we'll have to see how much I love the shawl when I get it done, but these colors would be really nice on my mom. So that's what I'm thinking about for that one. And then the third one is not actually stash acquisition, but I'm going to talk about it anyways because I was playing with winding skeins, um, as Renee from Nerd would say, into yarn babies today. So um, last time, I think I talked about my trip to My Sister Knits with um, my friend Jen and my other friend Jen and Emily, and I had picked up on sale some Madeline Tosh Tosh sock um, in the um, button jar blue colorway. And so that's a beautiful, uh, light, turquoise, kind of a Tiffany blue color. Um, and then I I do have two skeins of the moonstone, and this moonstone looks perfect up next to this blue. So the the shawl I've been looking at for that one is a Melanie Berg pattern. I really love the Melanie Berg shawls, and we saw a bunch of them in person when we were at my sister Knits, which I think is what kind of gave me the bug. Um, a lot of hers that I, I keep putting things in my favorites, and then they're lace weight or they're sport weight, and I guess I probably could knit them out of whatever weight I wanted, although I would be worried about, um, whether my yarn quantities would be right. I haven't sat down and put my math hat on, I guess, to figure that out. But anyways, I picked out one of her, um, her fingering weight shawls. And so that's called, I think it's Morel, M-A-R-E-L-L-E. I will link it in the show notes, but that one is a beautiful two color. And that's what I'm going to do with my gorgeous blue and gray here. So I'm on a two-color shawl kick. We'll see how long fingering weight shawls. It's not like that's going to be fast to knit up um, any of these. But I have I have three in mind. I have gorgeous yarn set aside for all three of them. So then I placed a Knit Picks order um, in part because it's football season. And so the Broncos had their first preseason game the other night. And I sat down with Jack. We had a long talk about whether or not we were doing a Broncos scarf again this year. You guys might remember that last year I knit a Broncos scoreboard scarf um, for the scoreboard knit-along. I can't remember who the pattern was by. Um, but last year or so, I knit one row for every point the Broncos scored and one row for every point their opponents scored. So Broncos were orange and opponents were blue. And the um, number of what week it was, I would do, like, if it was week 17, I would write do 17 rounds in gray. And so this sucker ended up, it's like 12 and a half feet long. I knit the word Super Bowl 50 into it. And it was fun. It was a really fun project to do. Um, and it was fun because they won the Super Bowl. And it, I we ended up with this crazy large scarf that he loves. So I said to him, I said, buddy, I'd be willing to do it again. But I think we need to scale it back a bit this year. So this year... What we're gonna do is for every touchdown, I'll knit two rows. For every field goal, or I guess safety that happens sometimes, right? Um, I'll knit one row. And then for which week it is, I will knit um, one row for a win, for one row for a loss, and two rows for a win. So the just the math, it should be smaller and a more reasonable size. Um, And frankly, more wearable for him. So I do think I'm going to start it out and knit the word Broncos and maybe like 2016-17 into it at the beginning. So he can tell which end it starts from and things like that. And then that's going to be a much more attainable amount of football knitting. So because I was ordering from Knit Picks, um, I did pick up some other things. I bought my very first pair of sock blockers. So I've never had sock blockers before. Um, and I just took them out and put a couple of my favorite pairs of socks on them. And I really like them. I guess they'll be good. I don't really know for sure. I guess I don't block my socks. I just wear them and then I wash them. Um, so I'd be interested how you guys use your sock blockers. I feel like they'll be great for measuring and for taking pictures for Instagram. But I'm curious how else you guys use them. They do my my two favorite pairs of socks here. Um, fit really nicely on them, and they look great, um, but I'm curious, I'm curious the practical applications of sock lockers. So then, to get myself to $50 for free shipping, I'm sorry, this is gonna crinkle for a minute, you guys. Um, but I think for Christmas, the nieces and nephews are getting, um, Force Awakens hats this year. So last year, you might remember, I did, um, like, tie blankets for every all the boys, and then the girls, I, got, I made little cute drawstring bags, and I got them nice coloring books. They were going to Hawaii. And so I thought, this year, maybe I will knit them all a Force Awakens hat. So Jack and Ben have them. My one nephew, his is about halfway done, um, and I just picked up a bunch of colors that I could mix and match. So... For example, I have some blues, I have some cool teals, I have a couple of different purples, I got black and gray, I have a little black and gray left from the last time I did these. Um, For my niece Amelia, I think I'm gonna do like a dark, I have an amethyst heather, a haze heather, which is a light purple, and then I'll probably do gray, but like most of the hat'll probably be this amethyst, which is a really pretty purple, or I got one in a color that I really like, a purple of theirs called fairy tale. So that's, maybe that'll be the main body of her hat. I'm not sure yet, but, um, but those, I'm starting to think about Christmas knitting, um, and those are probably on my list. I actually thought when I got, after I got the yarn, I think my nephew Thomas, I'd like to do his in bronco colors, because how cool would that be to have a bronco colored hat, but it's a Star Wars hat too. Best auntie ever. So, um, I didn't buy orange, but I do have some, I think it's wool of the Andes worsted, it's definitely a wool from knitpicks that I need to go look at, and that is orange. Um, and then although I'm not doing like a cozy memories blanket, um, they I'm always getting ads and stuff for this kit that they do, um, which is this hue shift blanket. The one that they always show is black with a rainbow, and it's because it's it's Brava, which is their acrylic, and it's sport weight. Um, the kit is always super inexpensive. They were sold out in everything except I think the baby colors. Um, but I think partly that was because they were sold out of the black yarn. So I ordered a dark gray and I went with the jewel tone. And I'm gonna try knitting a blanket. Um I've only ever attempted one other blanket and I did not finish it. But I think this might be kind of fun. It's mitered squares. I th- I I think um I'm going to be really interested, because I think you use sort of two colors in each, and I feel like if I like it, then I might be more willing to invest the time in doing a cozy memories blanket, because if I picked a neutral and paired it with all my sock yarns, that I might really enjoy the way that looked, and it might give it a little more like consistency to tie it together. So I'm going to try this out, and if I enjoy it, then I may take the plunge on a sock blanket. blanket. So. That's a lot of things. (laughs) There was a lot of acquisition this time around. Um, But it's all good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Actually attending. There are some great things over the next two months that I am planning to attend. The first of which is Yarn Along the Rockies. So Yarn Along the Rockies is our great Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs area yarn crawl. Runs from August the 20th through um, the 27th. And I will be yarn crawling on Friday afternoon and I guess early evening the 26th. So I made um, some plans with my stepdad on the 27th and I it's my wedding anniversary on the 20th. So I will be yarn crawling. They're giving us Friday afternoons off at work this summer and that is my plan. So if you're around and wanting to hit any great local stores um, as a group the week of the 26th, just let me know. Hit me up on Ravelry. Um, or you can always hit me on Instagram or email, which is knitactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I've got a new email address for the podcast. Um, and I would love to catch up. So that's the first one. Second one is the um, the second weekend in September. I believe the date. Gosh, the date must be the 10th. Um, is the Salida Fiber Festival. So this is one that I did last year. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go this year. Um, It was a beautiful, beautiful drive um, up to Salida, and the Aspen are turning that time of year, at least up at that elevation, so it made for a gorgeous um, trip up there. So I'm going to double check kind of the list of of who all will be there, but I am probably going to Salida, which will be fun, I'm sure, like it was last year. I had a, a wonderful day when I went up there last year. And then on September 17th is... Knit Nosh. So I'm very getting very excited. It's been a crazy busy summer and I feel like um, my focus is starting to sharpen in on Knit Nosh and the fact that it's almost here. So this week I was doing things like ordering favors for the goodie bags and putting the final touches on the design of the wine glasses and I had a great meeting with the venue. So um, again, Knit Nosh is a food, wine and yarn tasting. Four courses of great food, I have a t- tasting myself on Friday this week, so um, the menu is starting to come together. Four um, great tastes of wine, I think this time I'm going to try to do some a little more variety there and do maybe like a Prosecco and a Rosé and do some fun summery things, because it will still be kind of summery. Um... We're also going to offer beer this time if people are interested in beer instead of wine. Samples has a great uh, relationship with a lot of local brewers, so that's something that we're going to offer this time too. And the location has moved a little bit. This time we are going to be the first ever event at a new event center in Arvada, Colorado, called the Festival Playhouse. Sorry, called Gallery 1874, which used to be the Festival Playhouse. So if you're familiar with that, Playhouse in Arvada, they are um, in the middle of converting that into an event space, and it will be an event space slash art gallery. Um, The Samples Supports organization, which is the Samples family, um, has a a huge commitment that they make to providing employment for um, developmentally disabled individuals, and so this new space. First of all, they are hoping to create 150 jobs, but also have a place where people can display their art, um, clients of the sample support organization, things like that. So I'm very excited. We are the first ever event that's going to be in their space. Um, It should be ready for me to tour on the 1st of September, but we've looked at maps and layouts and things like that. I do want to tell you guys, this time I was going to Increase the number of spots for registration. Um, and we want we just want to be careful that we don't overfill the space so I I do have fewer tickets for sale than I Intended to so if you want to come to Nash and you haven't bought your ticket yet There are still tickets available, but I would buy them sooner rather than later because um, I do expect that we will sell out we will sell out sooner than I expected probably so um, so that's the first part, very excited about Knit Nosh. We've got all of our, um, great vendors coming, so, uh, MJ Yarns will be there, Nerd will be there, Scandalous, and then People Who Fields um, will be there for the first time this time, and then we've got great bags from, uh, Katie, who is Modular Modular on Etsy, um, and so you'll get to taste their fingering weight yarns over the next week or so. I'll be pulling together all the information about exactly which bases everybody's bringing and and what you guys will be tasting, Um, but it's sure to be another fantastic day. We had so much fun last time, um, and I'm really looking forward to it again. So um, let's see. Also, we will be doing kits. So the details are on the website. There are five different sizes of kits ranging anywhere from, hey, maybe you just want a wine glass and a project bag, all the way up to you want every single thing, which means a skein of yarn from all of the fabulous vendors and a bag from Katie and the wine glass and the um, the project bag, all those things. So check out the website, knitnosh.com That would be the place to go for um, tickets or for kits. And um, the other thing that I was thinking about, so I, like I said, I missed this little tasting the other day. Um at the Longmont Yarn Shop, but really with a kit, you could almost do your own little knit nosh with your friends if you aren't local and can't make it on the day. So you could always buy um, what I'm calling the bite sized kit, which gets you the wine glass and the project bag and the the four tastes of the yarn. Um, and then you could grab a couple bottles of wine and some yummy food and just do a little knit nosh with your knitting girlfriends. So, I don't know, maybe that's a fun way to do it. Um, the kits will be on sale until September the 10th, and they will ship on October the 1st. So get your orders in. Um, you know, those we need to give everybody time to prep so, um, so those will stop being sold on the 10th of September. So um, that's it for Knit Nosh updates for this time, but plenty more um, coming up. And then the last thing that I am attending on the 14th, 15th, I think, of October is Rhinebeck. So the New York Sheep and Wool Festival. I've never been to Rhinebeck, and I am really, really excited. Finishing my sweater two months ahead of time, um, and I'm going to be there with bells on. So if you're going to Rhinebeck and you'd like to catch up, please, please, please get in touch. And I will be very, very excited to meet lots of you, hopefully, while I'm there. Giveaways. Guys, I have a couple of great giveaways going on in the Ravelry group. I just closed a giveaway um, that we had been running um, for the Kate Atherley book, which is called Beginner's Guide to Writing Knitting Patterns. This was provided to me by Interweave Press to review. And because I already have a signed copy of the earlier edition of the book, Um, I decided to give this one away. So um, you might recall if you listen regularly that Kate came on the podcast and talked about this book and several of her others, of which I'm a big fan. Um, So without further ado, I did plug in the entries from the, um, the forum and used a random number generator. And the number that came up was number five which is Nightingale, who is Carrie. So Carrie, congratulations. I'm going to give you a few days to hopefully hear that you won before I um, send you a message on Ravelry. So if you hear this before you hear from me, please do just get me your um, your full name and your mailing address, and I will put this beautiful book in the mail to you. So congratulations to Carrie. There's another giveaway going on in the group right now. You guys, um, Boston Jen, who hosts the... Downseller Studio um, podcast has a beautiful new um, shawl pattern that she released over the summer. It's called the Riley Rose Shawl, and she offered me a um, pattern to give away to one of you. So go ahead and hit the Ravelry group, and I just asked people to um, let me know what color combinations you would use if you were to knit the shawl. Some people went really creative and actually, like, put in... um, pictures of colorways which is cool Um, but it's fun just to see sort of what you guys would think it's an extremely well written pattern um, and it's beautiful and I know a couple people who have knit it already and loved it so uh, check that out I will leave that thread open until September the 1st and on September the 1st I am going to close that and same thing I will draw a random number so thank you again Jen and good luck everybody So now it's time to do a quick update on the Summer Superlatives knit-along. I have really enjoyed seeing everybody's projects, both on Instagram and in the Ravelry group. It's definitely not too late to throw your projects in there. If you're participating in any of the other fantastic summer knit-alongs like Stash Dash or the Ravelinux or um, any of them, really, Double dip, double dip like crazy, and throw your projects out there with um, the Instagram hashtag is K-A-P Summer Cal, K-A-L, or put them in the Ravelry group. I would ask that you be a member of the Ravelry group in order to enter, and I want to do a quick thank you to... Um, our knit along sponsors so first shana from Yumi yarns um has offered some patterns for you guys she's an extremely talented designer and a great friend of the podcast and she um has a beautiful new pattern that i saw this week that is a beaded hat with a butterfly stitch that is just to die for so check out um shana for sure Um, i think that you guys will be very impressed with her patterns Jen Sheelan has offered up a copy of her New Horizons cowl pattern, also a beautiful pattern, um, that somebody will be lucky enough to win. That'll be a perfect fall project once the summer is behind us. Um, I have a couple of yarn things. So there is a skein of Kramer Yarns, uh, Belfast, which I reviewed, um, back in the spring. And I knit my mom a shawl from the copy that, or the skein of yarn that I was given for review. And so, um, That's in a, gosh, it's just a natural colorway. It's really pretty, and it's a really nice um, cotton, linen, silk blend. So one skein of that for a lucky winner. I have a skein of Manos Marina in the colorway of your choice. So that's their lace weight yarn from Manos del Uruguay, and that one has a lot of beautiful colorways available there. I have two more skeins from Kramer Yarns in their Tatney Tweed DK in the colorway of your choice. And um, Dale Garn Yarns has a brand new, newly released yarn called Eco Baby Wool, and they are donating two skeins of that one. And then uh, Melanie from Knit Stitch, who I again I saw yesterday, has those two sets of mini skeins. So they're really great, 600 yards of yarn, you guys, and they're really pretty. Um, so somebody, two lucky somebody's, will win sets of minis from um, Melanie. And she also offered up a coupon code for all of you guys. So the code is KNITACT10, and that's 10% off any order over $25, which is fantastic. Um, The last yarn thing that I have is two skeins of yarn in the color of your choice from Briggs & Little. Um, And then in addition to the yarny things, I have a set of four fix-a-stitch tools. So these are great little tools if you drop a stitch, especially in garter. Um, it, it, they have kind of a crochet hook on each end, and so it makes it easier to pull your stitches back um, and have them still look right when you when you fix a drop stitch. I have a portside dop kit from Sprout Patterns. So um, in the last episode, I talked about my experience with Sprout Patterns and their um, fantastic um, sewing kits. So you'll be able to pick out any fabric from their thousands of Spoonflower pa- fabrics and they print it with the pattern already on it. So all you have to do is cut the fabric and get sewing. Um, then I have a bag of the winner's choice from Nitty Kitty Bags. And so that's a great Etsy shop with some adorable bags. And then a zippy project bag from Annie Pearl Homemade Goods. And she made a bag, especially for the knit-along, which has vintage swimsuits on it. sounds adorable. So, guys, there's still like two and a half weeks left to start getting those projects um, in there. Um, Check out the categories. Use the hashtag. And I'm really excited to have so many great prizes for you guys. So, please also, if you get a moment, thank the wonderful sponsors for all that they have done um, to donate great prizes to all of you this summer. Last but not least, you guys, we have our new segment, which is How Much Do We Love? So this is an homage to a podcast, a non-knitting podcast that I used to love quite a lot called How Much Do We Love? And they would talk every week about products and things and TV shows and all sorts of stuff that they loved. Um, Rob and Sarah have not dropped an episode in two years, so I think I've given up hope that they're ever coming back. But um, check out their back catalog on iTunes if you're interested in a fun non-knitting podcast. So this week I have a couple of things under how much do we love. First up, how much do we love being outside when it's not a million zillion degrees? I am just not made for hot summer temperatures if I can't be in the water. And since I have a job, I can't not always be in the water. So it's finally starting to cool off a little bit here in Colorado. Um, We're getting into the, hey, the temperatures are in the low 90s and the 80s um, instead of the Upper 90s and the 100s. We were in the mountains this past week picking the kids up from camp. We went up to Winter Park, Colorado, and we were able to go horseback riding, and it was was gorgeous. It was like 65 degrees and perfect, and the weather around here has been good enough that I can ride my bike without sweating to death, and so that makes me a happier person. So, anyways, how much do we love the fact that fall is on the way, and the temperatures are cooling off? Um... How much do we love the Instant Pot? So, I know you guys are totally just jumping on the bandwagon here, but I keep hearing everybody talking about their Instant Pots. I did not buy one on Prime Day. I was totally, like, uh, regretting that I had not bought one when they were on sale. And then one of them, one of the lower models, but still, it was on half price um, as, like, the deal of the day for Amazon the other day. So, right this minute, I am cooking dinner in the Instant Pot, and we'll see how much I like it, but... Um, I'm excited. It's back to school here, and so I'm excited about the idea of convenient, healthy dinners for the kiddos. Fast, convenient, healthy dinners for the kiddos. So I'll keep you guys posted. I'll let you know what I think of it. And last, how much do we love an art fair? So last night, um, the last couple of nights was the Carnation Festival in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, which I had never heard of. But, um... Melanie from Knit Stitch was going to be vending there at the Jackalope Art Fair. And so was um, Sherry from People Who Fields. And so the husband and I went down to check it out. And it really was fun. I really love to wander around and meet local artisans. I love to snack my way through those things. There's always yummy. We bought some yummy, like, um, habanero, citrus, marinade, and we bought this yummy strawberry habanero jam, and they had great soaps, and I bought this cute t-shirt that says, I want to ride my bike, and um, just great, really fun stuff. I really like an art show as compared to what I would call like a craft show. Like, I like to walk around to something like that and not think, like, oh, totally... Find that I'm interested to make it myself. So this was real, like artists and really beautiful things, and it was really fun to see Sherry and Melanie, and um, I just had a good time. So how much do we love an art fair? That's all I have for this week, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would love, love, love to ask you guys to um, think about possibly leaving an iTunes review. Even a star review helps. Um, If you're out there anyways leaving a review for me, maybe leave one for another favorite podcast. Um, It helps people to find podcasts and um, just makes it easier for people to find things in all of the millions and zillions of podcasts that are out there today. So if you have a moment and you would be willing to do that, I would be incredibly grateful. Um, If you want to connect with me, show notes are always at knitactuallypodcast.com. You can find me on Ravelry and the ravelry group that's really um, starting to pick up some momentum and really get going. There's some fun conversations out there um, And Instagram and Twitter and Facebook I am the actually podcast. And so thank you guys as always for listening and happy knitting.